0: parents and military kids please like share and subscribe and we appreciate your comments questions and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about hello for the sake of the child podcast listeners thank you for joining us for our independence day podcast special and you are in for a treat today we have a guest host today who has an amazing backstory and you're going to hear a little bit from him at the beginning and his name is Jaron. and for those of you who are going to be able to attend our national training seminar you're going to see more of him this summer at our national training seminar as well and also be hearing from him in some upcoming podcasts so listen in for Jaron's story and today he's going to be interviewing Congressman John Carter and we're going to be talking about the Every Student Succeeds Act and more specifically including members of the National Guard and Reserve in our military student identifier. So listen in as Jaren, our very special guest host today, is going to interview Congressman John Carter. All of us here at the For the Sake of the Child podcast would like to thank Minot Spouses Club for sponsoring today's podcast. We appreciate your generous support that allows us to not only share information and resources in this podcast, but also build connection through shared stories and experiences, providing military families and professionals tools to provide a convoy of support to military-connected children. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of military kids.
1: So I was just going to tell you about myself uh, during the podcast. Uh, I was born and raised in Hawaii. I spent some time, uh, some time in the Philippines for educational purposes. I'm currently living in Fort Hood, Texas for the past four years. Uh, my mom is in the Army. She is an E-5. I went to Clean High School where I was the battalion commander for the Jersey program. But more importantly, I was a student-to-student member for all four years of high school, and I served an officer for those three years. I am a fall of 2017 Francis Husslebein student leadership program recipient and I'm a participant of the two national training seminars that they had and I'm going to my third. I am Wow, you've been busy. Of, yeah, I've been I've been really busy, Judge Carter. And um most currently for MSEC, I am a student I'm on the student advisory council and I'm a student student um advisor for the council. And I'm continuing my education at Texas AM University for General Engineering, and I'm hoping to change it into Mechanical Engineering, Judge Carter.
2: Fantastic. Listen, uh, you're my constituent, my neighbor, so I'm glad I'm talking to somebody from home. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, sir. I'm really impressed with your work that you've done to this, this district, and I want the listeners to know that this is Congressman John Carter, representing Texas 31st District. I am Jaron Kehoe here with Ms. Kara Gleason and Ms. Deborah Longley from the Military Child Education Coalition Headquarters at Harker Heights, Texas. I want to thank you, Judge Carter, for being on this special podcast to help draw attention to the Every Student Succeeds Act, and we'll be talking more on this subject so everyone is empowered with the knowledge for the sake of the child. That's great. Thank you very much for, for including me in this. Yes, sir. And uh, first of all, uh, I want to give more praise to you. I want to congratulate you on your re-election last year in 2018. So, Judge Carter, please tell your listeners about your background and your congressional district that you're serving.
2: Well, my background is I'm a native Texan, born and raised in Houston, graduated of Bel Air High School in Houston. I have a degree from Texas Tech University, a B.A. in history. I have a a law degree from the University of Texas Law School in Austin. I I practiced law for about uh, 10 or 12 years, and I went on the bench as a district judge, which is our highest trial court judge. I did that for 20 years and and six months. And then I ran for Congress, and I've been a congressman. This is my 18th year. My district is the best district, I believe, in the United States. but it has a lot of distinguishing characteristics. The main one is the home of the largest armored military installation in the free world, Fort Hood, Texas, of which all of us are very proud. And I also have the largest population of Texas uh, of 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 veterans of any Texas congressional district in the state. So, you know, my world circulates a lot around the, the Army. I am. In Congress, I serve, I serve as the ranking member of Military Construction and Veterans Affairs Subcommittee on Appropriations, and I also serve on Defense Appropriations. So, both of those are military-related. So, my world is, is the United States Army.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you have been a representative in this district since 2003, and that's pretty impressive. So, I want to thank you for thank you for representing us. Glad to do it.
2: I'm honored.
1: Now, going back to the Every Student Succeeds Act, or the ESSA, can you explain what the military student identifier is and why do you think it's important for schools to have access to this information?
2: Well, for active duty uh, military, uh, we we created the military student identifiers, which which tells the school district that they are dealing with uh, service children who have special needs that uh and special events in their lives that cause conflict uh it, it, it improves and personalizes their academic and social responses to these issues that all students of the military have and um uh, it you know when when mom or dad is deployed, that's a very emotional time for for students uh if you know that they have this military background uh the the teachers and the the administrators can make allowances uh for for the children uh with counselors or whatever they might need to deal with the fact that mom or dad is in arms' way for up to you know six months or a year and uh realize why children the the children are reacting in certain ways uh they have special programs for military students like welcoming practices to new schools. Uh, military kids are transferred all over the place, just like their parents. And they, so all of a sudden they wake up in a new school. No no child likes to go to a new school. The, 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 the events that you have to reorganize yourself to your new school, and it's hard on anybody that moves. But our military moves a lot. Uh, that the, they can plan help plan for transition to the next school if they know a kid's leaving them, uh, and they can help students catch up on on work between one school and another as they transfer, and it's just having the knowledge that this the, the children who are service children, I have a different world to live in than the average American student. Yeah, yeah, because
1: I completely understand and. A lot of the high schools in this area, I go to Clean High School, but even the other schools, they have military children go into the schools, and even the teachers are um, are like spouses of, and they they completely understand. The counselors, the principal understands what the military children uh, are going through, and as a military child, I'm pretty lucky to have graduated from a high school. I spent all four years. But I am aware of some of my friends that you have, that you have mentioned that have a PCS for our listeners to move to different uh, locations where classes are different because some states have different requirements in academics. Uh, friends are hard to come by because they just transferred there, and they won't be graduating with their original class. And I'm bringing this up because I want to hear from your experiences, like – Deep into more, what kind of challenges do military military children face?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, unlike civilian kids, military children are dealing with the constantly changing households. Uh, they change le- literally f- the physical environment they're in, the schools they go to, the the friendships that they have. Those don't friends don't go with you to the next school, and As we all know, to school children all the way through high school, the friends, the peers that you're with become very, very important parts of any student's life. In fact, uh, when most kids get to be teenagers, sometimes friends are more important than anybody. And uh, Mm -hmm. that also causes conflict. But you have to deal with these deployments can be anywhere from six months to 18 months. Uh, I know there have been people, there are people at Fort Hood that have been deployed, oh, by now 10 or 15 times. I mean, there are people that have, that have spent about a half of the last 15 years at war. And when they're not at war, they may be at a, dad or mom may be at a, at the National Training Center or some other place where they are away from home training to be sure that they are the, Best fighting soldiers they can be, so they can protect themselves and their fellow soldiers when they have to go into combat. And one of the things that concerned me when they when they wrote the bill to to to, to give that this identifier to students was they were thinking of the guard and, and reserve as if they were not active participants. I assume, but guard and reserve is being deployed almost as much as the regular military and so those kids even though uh, they're not in the regular army or the regular service they still have the same dramatic events in their lives and they they need to have the identifiers too so that so that they know when they go to the school that people know what they're what they're having to deal with their back home Yes,
1: sir. And I want to tell the listeners out there that as the law, like as you mentioned, that the National Guard and the Reserve children, as the law currently stands, they are not included in the Merit Student Identifier from the Every Student Succeeds Act. And it's very important that these children are included, just like children of active active duty parents, just like what Judge Carter said. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, because you know their their mother or father are over there with in, in in a serious harm's way and um the children are affected they they got many many if not most of the same traumatic events in their lives that the regular military has and we need i think the more information we give to the educators about the students they're dealing with the better job they can do to help these children, work their way through what mom and dad are doing to protect the country. Cool. Yep.
1: And I know this is a very important issue to you, Representative Carter. So, like, what are some of the avenues you're taking to right this wrong?
2: Well, first off, I'm co-sponsoring HR uh, 1896, the Supporting Children of National Guard and Reserve Act, which will amend the Every Student Succeeds Act uh, to include National Guard and Reserves, Preserve his children, uh, so they can participate and be identified under the, mu- the military student identifiers. I also inserted language in the appropriations bill, labor, health, and education bill, uh, and by that language, it's directing that these kids be included with the, with this identifier. And in, in yes, Congress, we have two pathways to things. We have a pathway called authorizing and the pathway called appropriating. Both are important. The appropriating uh, ties money to things, and it, it having money makes people, I don't know, listen
1: more intently. Yes, sir, yes, sir. And myself and the people here at the Military Child do hope for further improvements and to include these students on, the, on our, nas- our nation's education policy. Uh, Judge Carter, do you see Congress making progress on this issue anytime soon?
2: Yeah, well we've already passed the Labour HHS uh bill out of the House. Uh yeah. we we and we was we should have that work through the Senate. We have some issues for the whole appropriations bill that we're working on. But we've got an October first deadline and so we're we realize we've got to get going. So that report language, I think, will pretty easily stay in there. This is not a hard fix. It's a pretty easy fix once people know about it. I think there's a there's a real heart for military children in the Congress on both sides of the aisle, and I don't see any, any great barriers if we can get this to the floor uh, for us getting this done. Yeah,
1: that's that's pretty much great news, and we we pre we pretty much covered um, the attention to the every student succeeds act, Judge Carter.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, sir. Any other thing you want to talk about? To be honest, on behalf of our listeners, myself, and the Military Child Education Coalition, I want to thank you for your time and your words during this special podcast. I'm grateful of your interest and concern for all military connected students, and that. Your recognition to this issue will further acknowledge our all volunteer force and expand the requirements for the military student subgroup. Thank you for the sake of the child, Judge Carter. Well,
2: thank you, young man. You've done a very good job in the interviewing. Uh, you've got a future in radio. And uh, yeah, future radio. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm glad you called me on this issue so that we people can realize that our, just like our military or are special people the families of our military are very very special people and we need to do everything we can to make sure they can can live through the uh traumas that are, are put upon their lives by unfortunately having to go do our nations or like business in other places so thank you for doing this thank you to the, for the organization and uh I hope we'll have this done by the end of the year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Judge Carter. All right. Nice talking to you.
0: So I'd like to talk a little bit more about the 2015 adoption of the Every Student Succeeds Act, which shows that military-connected students are now recognized as a distinct subgroup. ESSA stipulates that the new subgroup includes students with a parent who is a member of the Active Duty Armed Forces only, as it stands right now. We know that over 80% of military connective students attend U.S. public schools. Students who have parents who serve full-time in the military, they're going to move and change schools frequently, and typically that's every two to three years. In addition, they experience separation from the parent due to their service to the nation. The military student identifier, and you might also hear MSI, provides educators with critical information that allows them to personalize attention to military dependent children. Unfortunately, currently the law directs MSI towards the children of active duty families only, which leaves out nearly half a million children of the reserve component. The vast majority of students with parents serving in the reserve component are currently unrecognized and current ESSA provisions. So there's something called H.R. 1896, the Bipartisan Supporting Children of the National Guard and Reserve Act, and this is going to correct ESSA and expand requirements for the military student subgroup by making it inclusive. The much needed recognition of students with the parents serving in the reserve components will be achieved with, with H.R. 1896's no cost adjustment to the requirements definition and identification for all military-connected students. Members of the reserve component, deployments, training, and other missions may underestimate the developmental and situational implications for children. This lack of awareness and preparation could result in diminished school and local support for these children. In addition to overseas deployments, the National Guard responds and really often with little advance notice to state emergencies or national disasters. We know that gone is gone for a child of the respective service member, regardless of the reason for parental absence. These children live with stressors and family adjustments that their civilian classmates do not experience. And Representative Carter and Jaron referenced some of that in their podcasts today. Administrators, counselors, teachers, and other school professionals can best respond encourage and appreciate students who are dependents of National Guard and Reserve members when they know who those students are from day one. An inclusive military student identifier is the first step in attuning to the dynamic, academic, social, or emotional needs of these children in our nation's classrooms. This is an opportunity to recognize all military connected children have unique challenges and strengths. H.R. 1896 will make a difference and at last appropriately acknowledge that military kids serves too. Thank you for listening in to our podcast today. This podcast has been made possible because of the generous donation from My Not Spouses Club. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.